There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello everyone and welcome to The Ruck from The Times and The Sunday Times. Will Kelleher here. Welcome back, we should say. It hasn't been long since we've been away. And we'll be back in full soon with a pre-season pod to tickle your fancy. But you must be wondering why we're here. It's not even September and we're studs on and rucking already. Well, we've got a new idea at The Times and that is to share longer form interviews that we do. We're hoping you enjoy hearing from some of the players, coaches and others in rugby we speak to throughout the season, as well as reading their thoughts in the paper. So, here comes the first version of that. A counter-ruck, if you will. We hope that we have more of these to enjoy throughout the season, and if they're as good as today's one, you're in for a treat. Recently I went down to Bristol to see Carl Sinclair, the England prop. He's not played since April, and as you're about to find out, has had a hell of a time since. This is him talking about that, how he's wrestled with his demons, is starting altruistic projects via his new programme, Recusance, for underprivileged kids, and much, much more. I started by asking Sinclair about his back. That was as basic as I got with the first question, and we tumbled away from there. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, a counter special with Kyle Sinclair. Definitely getting there definitely getting there like for me to even be in this position to sit down and talk to you and not be in like severe pain is like unbelievable hopefully the plan is play scarlets and then be available for selection against bath but you know you just take it day by day and then see how see how these things transpire you obviously love your rugby so has it just been a horrible few months of not quite knowing when the next game's coming and all that yeah um it's been tough like in terms of um, during the Six Nations, I just woke up one day and I was like, what? You know, like I just, nothing, it's not like an incident that happened in, in training or in a game. I just mm. woke up one morning and my back just didn't feel right. But yeah. uh, I just pretty um, stupidly just kept playing on with it. And obviously right. it just gets worse and worse, especially in the position of tight head prop. It's yeah, not going to yeah. get any better if you've yeah. got a herniated disc in your back. But... Um, is that what it was? Yeah, herniated right. disc in my back. So. so it wasn't like spasming and stuff, was it? Or mate, it was just more... It was, uh, it's, it's serious pain, mate. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's, been, it's been tough, but obviously the way I've tried to use it, it's, it's been a blessing, you know? Like, mm. it's, it's, a, it's allowed me and it's given me the time to get other parts of my body right, obviously yeah. fix my back, but fix other issues and other niggles because, as you know, as an athlete, you, you're never 100%. And I never, you know, once the season starts, I'll never be 100%. But it's, it's allowed me to fix little niggles, little aches and pains, but also get my mind right. Yeah. And, 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 and the biggest thing for me is just being aligned every day, being in alignment, um, which I have found tough. Um, don't get me wrong at times, especially when you're dealing with severe pain, 
and it's not an injury that I've ever experienced before and it's not really a common injury so say for instance yeah. a normal rugby injury you kind of only feel when you're doing rugby yeah, yeah. and then when you're playing the adrenaline you just get can get through anything mm. whereas when you've when I've had when I had this injury it's like you sit down you feel it you bend over you feel it you Go put your socks bed. on yeah. you, it's, it's, it's constant because it's neural so it goes yeah, through yeah. your back your leg your your feet your calf and everything so it's been it's been pretty tough but I've just tried to I've just tried to, 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 to use it as a positive. Um, I don't think I've ever watched so much rugby in my life. <laughs> but um, What have you been watching? Just everything, you know. I, I, um, Spring Box, All Blacks and All Blacks? Spring Box, All Blacks, Wales, South Africa. Obviously, the boys out in Oz. Um, I reviewed every game from last year that I played for Bristol in England. Okay. Watched every scrum. Um, watched every scrum of the summer. Um, yeah. So I've just tried... I just, I just, I, it's kind of it, 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 even though it is frustrating. Like for me, I've always when it comes to rugby, I've always been a fan first. Like yeah, I, I yeah. love rugby, and I actually just love my sport. Mm. You know, whether it's cricket, rugby, football, basketball, NFL. Yeah. Um, I, I just love sport. So for me, it's like regardless if I'm playing or not. It's like if the boys are playing, whether it's England, Wales, Ireland. It's like I'm I'm up. You know, six a.m. I'm yeah, up on the yeah. Saturday, and I've got the whole day of rugby. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. absolutely class. But then obviously a bit frustrating not being involved but I just always try to to use it as a positive but mm. it's easy for me to say that now in the position I'm in now because at yeah. times it's been really really dark and really tough but yeah. I, I really feel this is going to be the making of me you know um, and it's allowed me time to to heal and fix things that I wouldn't have had the opportunity if I've obviously just kept playing yeah of course so what was the moment where you thought because you played in last in April, didn't you? So yeah. What, what was the time where you thought, I can't just keep trucking on? Yeah, no, it, it, it was it was it was after the cell game. Um, yeah. In the I, I, I I didn't have a good game as well, and I think that's when, um, that's the difference. Like when you do have like everyone always has niggles, but then it's like if you can perform and, it, and it, it's not getting any worse, then it's okay. But it's like with my back, it it, it got to a point where it was so bad. I wouldn't been able to put my shoes on. I wasn't able to put my socks on. I wasn't able to sit down, but I could play rugby, which made no sense. Yeah. It was like when I was playing rugby, I was absolutely fine. It's because of the adrenaline. The adrenaline, and it's yeah. like, it's my passion. It's yeah, what I was yeah. literally brought on this earth to do. So it's like, everything to me is, is innate. It's second nature. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So um, I felt more comfortable on a rugby field than I did, you know, sitting down and having a conversation with you now, or yeah. if I had to put my shoes or my socks on, you know? Um, and it got to that point after the cell game when we played here at home where I kind of, I didn't play well and I was in pain. And it's like there comes a point where you, you're becoming a detriment to the team sure. and you become a distraction as well. So, for instance, I couldn't do, I couldn't train all week. Yeah, I'd be yeah, playing yeah. on the weekend and then I'm not that type of player who can just rock up on a Saturday. Like I have to have to get my prep and get all my stuff right in the week and, and nail like my... My, my holistic pattern that I have in place yeah. to be able to perform on a weekend yeah. and I couldn't do anything in a week literally nothing apart from maybe lift weights and do a couple of runs and then I'd play on the weekend and it, it just got to a point where I had a conversation with Pat and Eddie and just said look I, I, I don't think I can do this and, and credit to those guys you know that they've always been big big supporters of mine and, and just said look do what you, have, do what you need to do to, yeah. to get yourself right because you know, we, we they obviously want want the best Carl Sinclair out there. Yeah. And so do I. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We all do, yeah. Yeah. So did you actually have to have any surgery or did no, you No, I would I would rehab. I, the, the thing is with 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 
I guess in my opinion with, with surgeries and stuff unless it unless it categorically needs to happen I would never ever consider sure. having surgery you know um, the body the, the body can always the body can always heal yeah. the biggest kind of indication of that is the trip I had to to Hawaii with yeah. my mentor at Save Your World like I went to Hawaii and I swear to you I couldn't sit down like I was still in pain I was yeah. like what is going on like it was just like it just living proof in terms of how the body heals itself yeah. if you just give it time and if you actually rest, but not physically rest, like actually rest in your mind. So yeah. say, for instance, I've never properly rested in terms of my body and my mind. You know, I could, I could be laying on a beach, but my mind could be thinking about 10,000 different things. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, and it was yeah. like, I, I arrived on the trip in Hawaii and I was still in pretty, much, I was in pretty you know, severe pain. And when I left, I could sit down. I didn't feel any pain. Yeah. I felt completely normal. And I'm now here sitting right. to yeah, you yeah. having a conversation and I feel no pain at all. So it's just awesome. like, for me, in terms of allowing the body to do what it does, because it is so intelligent and it is so smart, yeah. you know, um, and allowing nature to do its thing. You know, all I was doing was resting in the sun, doing a bit of training in the beach, yeah. you know, in nature, um, connecting with nature, which was, was pretty cool. So I went to a place called Kauai. Okay. It's a, it's a little island. Um, nice. it, it's dubbed, the island is known for its healing. Okay. It's called the Garden of Eden. So as soon as you get to the island, you're instantly healing. As soon as you breathe the yeah, air in, sure. it literally feels like it's, it's in like a... It, holistic... Yeah, it, it feels like it's in a different dimension, genuinely. Really? Yeah. You know? And, and I think the thing is with, especially with um, just the high-performance nature of our sport and how, you know, it is week to week to week, when you do have those pressures... Um, players probably do rush and get surgery on sure. things they probably don't need to and I, I guess I'm very fortunate with the support team that I have here at Bristol and at England but also who I have outside the uh, family yeah well. you know outside of it in terms of who I have who I employ myself mm. and who all are aligned and give me the best advice for me you know yeah, like yeah. it would have been easy for, for Pat and Eddie to be like you know you can keep going you can keep going because they know what I'm like I'll just yeah. say I'll just kept playing yeah. but for them to just say look you need to get yourself right obviously really helped me and took and took kind of the, the mental load off me which yeah. I was very grateful and then I guess the final piece to the to the jigsaw was that trip to Hawaii where it, you're looking at the holistic approach of an injury so when you're looking at an injury you only look at it on the physical so for instance you would say Will you've got a I don't know a sore Achilles yeah and and a physio would say you know you're out for four to six weeks but then it's like the body the body communicates to you in terms of where you're going wrong in your life if you're not in in, in alignment you've obviously heard of the saying the Achilles heel so obviously it could be something that you're obviously not getting and it's been the Achilles heel of your life do you see what I'm saying and it's like it's the holistic approach to to fixing yourself and being back in alignment and for me you're for me and from what I figured out is your back is your stability for me I need to get my stability right in terms of my off-the-field stuff. That was what was missing, and it was like that was the missing piece. As soon as kind of we figured it out on the trip, back in alignment, I'm here sitting to you, yeah. fully training, feeling good, not in any pain, and, you know, I'm excited and I'm ready to, to do my thing, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. So what did you dress that you needed to out there that wasn't just the physical stuff? What well, it's, just, it's just the whole... It's the, it's the whole holistic approach to it you know because when you're in a high performance environment such as rugby you know and in the premiership and at international level you you don't actually have time really to 
to sit back and reflect, if that makes sense, because it's the next game, the next training session, the next gym session, the next recovery session. Mm. You need to get this amount of sleep because we've got this session. And, you know, yeah, yeah, we're yeah, playing yeah. this game on the weekend. You just go, 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 go. So for me, it was like actually stripping everything back and just reviewing, you know, who are the people I'm hanging around with? People kind of sometimes joke and stuff with me about kind of my spirituality, but it's like we all feel energy. Yeah. We can have a conversation and you've had conversations with people in the past and then when you've left, you don't feel good. Yeah. And it's like, why would I put myself in the presence of people? I was probably doing that a bit too much. Yeah, I probably okay. wasn't being my, we call it our higher self. You know, you have your lower self and you have your higher self. I probably wasn't like delivering. Yeah, yeah, the best yeah. version. Yeah, exactly. I probably wasn't delivering that off the field. Okay. And, and for me and most players, I only, I've only, you know, a couple in my whole career who, who their personal life can, you know, not be great and then, rock on the field and be an absolute rock star on, yeah. yeah you know like for me my alignment off the field translates to the alignment on the field and it was only it was only little things it wasn't anything major but yeah. you've got to think about it Wolf. if little things each day keep creeping and keep creeping and creeping creeping in over a five six seven eight twenty nine year period that, that's gonna yeah, become yeah, a big yeah. thing so it's like but it's actually i guess having the courage to 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 address those things because yeah. i guess not not many people I would say would look at themselves as deeply yeah, as um, as that, and it's like for me, I always want to, I want to to deliver my best performances on the field and be and be a good person, be a good man, be a good role model. So, for, in order for me to fulfil those things, I have to I have to live a certain way, and I can't do I can't do certain things, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was just thinking about your move here. So yeah, it's been like what two and a bit years. Yeah, now. two and a bit years. Yeah. So do you now feel? in that period you're kind of I think you've used the word at peace yeah and settled and sort yeah because you're a London boy aren't you? yeah like, yeah that yeah. move was a big one and yeah it, it was it was, it was it was a really really big move Will um, like Harlequins at that time was all I knew you yeah, know and it's from like 12 it's, or, yeah yeah from 12 years old so it's like kind of really reminiscent when I'm here and we had a function here on Tuesday and um, it was nice we got all the family and stuff yeah. together and all the players at the end of the at the end of the um, the night, Pat got like said everyone from Bristol come up to the front, okay, and like yeah. I could see the twinkle in the young guy's eyes because yeah. it's like they've been in the Bristol Academy since mm. they were I don't know ten years old, and obviously now they're breaking into the academy. Some are in the first team, and there was a yeah. load of Bristolians there, and it's like I know that feeling. I needed to to step out of my comfort zone to experience something different. You know, I, I for me the even though I grew up in London since well since I was a kid and I'm a London South Londoner through and through like I kind of I needed to to step away from that you know I needed to to really hone in my focus and be out be out in my comfort zone you know and I I really really do enjoy it here in terms of everything I have around me like I look outside my house I've got loads of fields I go on a walk there's cows there's sheep there's horses the little village I live in it's but just the quality of life I feel and just the people in general are very different you know when you're in London Mm -hmm. where it's like more intense I need to get to A to B. You're in my way. I haven't got time. Whereas yeah, here, yeah. I, it, it kind of shocked me a bit because I'd be walking the dog and someone would come up, oh, hi, how are you doing? Good yeah. morning. And you're like, what, what, what do you want from me? Like, yeah. you know, like, how what's you know going Yeah, yeah. But it was just like, everyone's just so nice and, yeah, and actually yeah, curious yeah. And, and care and see how you're doing. You can have a conversation with whoever, yeah. you know, and it's a real community and town feel, you know, like, especially like bar first game of the season yes. like that means a lot to the people yeah. you know like I go to to one of the butchers that I go to once a week to get all my food and the the, the farm shop down the road literally we beat bath yeah take, you can have it you know like I'm like sweet it's free, yeah it's like because it means so much to the people you know yeah. so um, 
Whereas Quinns, and you know what it's like in London, it's very yeah, different. Yeah. You know, you've got the football. Well, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you've got so many other things and so many other distractions. Whereas here, it's like you Bristol Rovers, Bristol City, but then both of those fans are all Bristol Bears fans. Everyone's pulling for Bristol Bears. So yeah. for me, it was a change that needed to happen. But it's, it's, it's allowed me that space to, to deal and heal myself, if, if that makes yeah, sense, sure. you know? And especially with the year that is coming up and all the rugby yep. that is being played, you know, I, it is, um, it's divine timing, really. Absolutely, so yeah. I'm very grateful. So how much do you head back? Is your mum still back in? Yeah, my mum's... If I'm being honest, I, I rarely head back. Yeah. I, I can't she remember. Come here yeah, she comes here. My, my, well, my little sister's um, going to Hartbury. Oh, um, so she's a very, very talented rugby player. She's in the Queen's Academy. She's uh, going to Hartbury and she's in England under 18. So I think she's trialling at the moment. Amazing. But she's, she's... So she will only be down the road, so I'll be able to see her so a lot more like often. she's 17... 16 going 17 just got their GCCs her and my, her and my little brother twins literally today yeah 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 they've done, they done really really well so um, and my little brother's staying in sixth form in London but I, I don't really tend to see too many people to be honest because yeah. I'm so focused and I'm so driven to to achieve my goals not just on the field but with my online platform off yeah. the field and the content that I'm creating in the background and the things I'm trying to put in place that mm. will will help the younger generations it's like I can't I, I can't like go back to London and, and, and chill you know it's like yeah, if yeah, I have a yeah. day off it's like okay I need to do X, Y and Z I need to recover I need to rehab I need to film this content I need to yeah. initiate this thing with this brand to see if they'll be able to help you know it's yeah. like and, and I guess I'm very grateful because the people that I do have around me in my life they're all very supportive and understand about the greater good you know what it's like if you don't have that support team around you and you have external pressures and it's like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? It can come, um, can become quite draining and yeah. it can become quite, you know, you feel pressured. Whereas, you know, my mum's always been very supportive of me. Uh, I think she knows I'm not her, her, little, her little boy anymore. Yeah. I'm a 29-year-old yeah. grown man, yeah. so she just yeah. lets me crack on and, and, you know, the relationship's flourishing. So nice. um, definitely, definitely loving my time up. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Yeah. Can you tell me, I want to know more about that rescue sense and yeah. the stuff you're doing. Yeah, no, it's, it's, really cool. it's, really, it's, it's really cool, Will. Um, so basically, you've got three categories. Yeah, so you've got, on your Yeah, yeah, so we've got will, again. intellect and physicality. Yeah. So physicality is just like workout videos. If you mm. want to go to the gym, and do some bicep curls. Yeah. Not saying I advise you to come <laughs> and <laughs> But no, it's just, it's just a lot. And it actually yeah. allows me to get another side of my personality out. Yeah. Um, so we've filmed 13 episodes of them. Intellect is just an animated podcast that touches yeah. on subjects that will relate to the younger generation. So in the next... Yeah, well, it's, 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 if I'm being honest, it's mainly... The focus on that is just all about the younger generation. Mm. But obviously, in terms of how I can relate and help teach is through my own personal journey yeah, which course. obviously which obviously um includes a lot of rugby do you, do you see what i'm yeah, saying yeah, because yeah, that yeah. is my life um and like where you came from yeah exactly yeah but with the teachings that i've learned with with my mentor at savior world like the next episode is about anger so that's how okay. i initially started doing the work was one of the one of the boys in camp was working um, with that organisation and said, look, I think you need to speak to this guy because yeah. he will help. And then it's like he made me understand the holistic approach to dealing with that problem. Because in our society, what I feel we tend to do is we only we, 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 fix, we fix the symptoms. Mm. We fix the symptoms and when we feel good for a week or two weeks or six months, and then we're back right to fear. Yeah. Then we're back to where we were, even worse. But we don't actually fix the cause. And with my anger, I never got to the root cause of it. I'd spit, sit down with a psychiatrist or a coach or a family member or whatever and it would be like well you know if you're on the field think this do this breathing mm. think blue and it was like that doesn't work like do you know what I mean I might work for one game and then it doesn't work for two games and it's like the actual cause of my root anger was from my childhood and my dad not being there me going to rugby on a Sunday and looking around and seeing everyone happy family and it was just me and my mum and yeah. I was just like what's going on here but subconsciously I would never I would never think about that. So it's like there's loads of kids out there from underprivileged backgrounds who have the anger in terms of what I had, which was like very out there, very egotistical, very um, like I use it as a mask, you know, as protection. Yeah. That's what the ego does. Protect yourself. Yeah, exactly. Protect yourself. Yeah, to protect myself because yeah. if I make you feel fit, if, if you feel fearful for me, yeah. that gives me power because yeah. you don't know what I'm going to do. Do you see what I'm like, fuck, Carl's a, yeah. don't know what car we're, we're going to get here today. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah, it yeah. did protect me when I needed protecting. But then you have the other scale of it where people suppress their anger and don't say anything. And then one day, a florist from East London goes and has a fight and gets done for manslaughter because he has suppressed that anger and doesn't know how to, how to deal with it. So it's like these little 10-minute animated podcasts are just little snippets to just help the younger generation deal with issues that are relatable to them and it's all about them. And then the last category um, is will and it's like basically I will give you an opportunity. So um, I've recently filmed an episode. I don't want to like spoil it, but I went to... A local school in Bristol yeah. found a kid he had anger problems and I helped him mm. took a coaching session and then I, I gifted him an opportunity cool. um, and that was a pretty cool piece of content and the content that I'm looking to film by the end of the year is I'm linking up with quite a few private schools in yeah. um, in London in and around London and hopefully some really really big private schools as well um, outside of London and we'll be able to offer kids scholarships yeah. like how amazing would that be you know like that's yeah. literally for me that changed my life Absolutely. so for, for me to be Edison, able yeah exactly for, yeah, yeah for, for, for two years so yeah. for, me, for me to be in a position to be able to give back and give a kid a full fully paid scholarship 
then it's like, because that was my biggest thing growing up, was these kids, as talented as they were, just didn't get the opportunity. I'm just trying to do my little part and, and, and be of service to help the younger generation because that's something I've always wanted to do. And it excites me. You can hear it in my voice course, when I speak yeah. about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's something I've always wanted to do. So when you're going to these public schools, are they really receptive? And is, have you felt in the past that maybe they're a bit like reticent about doing it? When you're presenting in this stuff, they're really like... No, I think... We'd if it's, love to yeah, do that. Well, We'd love to change. And uh, it's, uh, well, welcome people. Miss, Miss Long, who um, was my teacher at Graveney, um, and the one who like helped me start up the first rugby team, she's now head of sport at Trinity School, which okay. is in Croydon, which yeah. is next to Whitgift, Whitgift and Trinity. Nice. Both very, very good rugby schools, and she's obviously been a big, a big um, supporter of mine. Yeah. So she's, with her school, set up a number of scholarships that she'll be able, through me, mm. when we find the, 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 the right candidates, be able to give those kids, along with you know, Adidas helping out with the kit. Nice. Um, hopefully a few other sponsors coming on board because I, I can't do it by myself, yeah, you know? Like, um, I'm obviously investing a lot of my own money in it, but I can't do it all by myself. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I need yeah. a helping hand. But as, as, as a kid, like, you're going to get bored of listening to a school teacher or a rugby coach. Do you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But if you... It, I always find as well, I was thinking about this yesterday, like, it's actually hard to to tell a kid how to solve something if you haven't done it yourself. Yeah. So, like, when I speak, to, if, if I'm telling a kid how to get out of their circumstances and how to deal with anger and how to be driven and how to be motivated and how to be the best mm-hmm. version of you, I can speak about that. Yeah. And I've come from an underprivileged background. And they'll listen to me because I know how to do it because I've done it. Yeah. It's like, and how can... respect you. Yeah, you exactly. It. It's like, yeah. say, for instance, if I'm a... This is no dig at personal trainers. No, this is just my opinion. How, if I'm an, I'm an obese person and I go to see a personal trainer who's in unbelievable shape and never been fat and obese yeah. in his or her life, yeah. she won't know how to get me. You only know by doing. They will listen to me because I've been, through, I've been through that. So when I'm speaking to a kid in the first episode and talking to him about anger, he will listen to me because he can feel it. Yeah. Yeah. You only know by doing it. It's like me trying to tell you because I've you know, done a few courses online about how to journal and be a journalist, you'd be like, you're talking rubbish. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you would know how to do that because you do that every day and have been doing it for however many years. Yeah. You the, know? I think the thing that everyone finds really admirable about all that stuff that you're doing is that for a lot of people, they think, why, why do I have to do that? I'm the 29-year-old England rugby player being a couple of lines tours. It's not my job. But yeah. you seem to be part of this kind of drive guys like Ellis as well yeah. doing similar things yeah. in different spheres of using your platform and using your status I suppose that you've been lucky enough and talented yeah. enough to get to actually help and change and try and assist other people who might be in similar positions yeah. so where does that come from for you drive I think there was a I can't remember who said it and I might be paraphrasing but I think there was a quote that really resonated with me and a wise man told me it was a do what you do what you love until it kills you or some, something along yeah. those lines and it was like as a man you need purpose do you see what I'm saying and it's like rugby's not going to last forever yeah. and it's like while I'm in a position to be quite a high profile player mm. you know it doesn't last forever you know I, I have come to the to realisation of that I've seen it you know guys who are up here and then it just comes crashing down you know I've already I already know how how that goes you know yeah. so it's like while I'm I'm up there and I'm, I'm in the spotlight. It's like, for, for me, it's about how to, how to give back. And it's like, I wanted to, 
I wanted to I wanted to leave something behind long after I'm gone. Yeah, Do you yeah, see what yeah. I'm saying? Like totally. the the recusance for me will be there when I'm after I'm dead because mm-hmm. it's online. So when I'm dead in a hundred years time, there someone who's dealing with anger or dealing with an issue can type in, "Oh, how do I deal with anger?" and that video will come up and that will help. For me, it's about just leaving a legacy behind that will help a few people. And obviously the aim is to help loads and loads of people, but I can't do that by myself. And that's why I'm initiating every day to try and you know, get people on board because obviously I need as much help as possible. And this really excites me. And it's something where I can actually give back and, and really change some, yeah. change some lives. So for me, I'm just, I'm just solely focused on those two things and they both feed each other. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, the more successful my rugby career, the better my online platform is going to be. The better interviews I give, the more mm. press you put out about it, the more coverage that gets, the more coverage I get, and then it, it just feeds each other. And it, and it only works because the intention is pure. Mm. The intention isn't about me trying to get money or me trying to, 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 to make a profit off it right now. Eventually, of course, I want to... Yeah. I, I need to, I need to eat. Rugby, yeah, exactly. To, yeah. yeah, but at the moment, it's like I'm putting in a lot of money you know yeah. over probably a hundred thousand pounds into it and we've only had three pieces of content made but do you know what i mean yeah. but it's a marathon it's not a sprint you know and, and another a wise man told me it's not who's good it's who's left yeah. do you see what i'm saying so it's like you just keep chipping away every day you know not running around like a headless chicken you just get your head down keep working and working every day do that over 5 10 15 years you're miles ahead of other people because yeah. everyone gets distracted i'm thinking with ellis now coming in yeah. I don't know, do you feel kind of kindred spirits? You've got these things away from rugby that you're interested in and they're yeah. in similar, yeah. not the same, but they're similar yeah. fields. And... We've obviously been in the England environment now for a while, but if you actually look at the games played together, we have hardly played with each other. Yeah. And Was that like, Aussie Tour 16 where you were the two Yeah, we're apprentices, guys. yeah, exactly. But like in terms of tests played, mm. we haven't actually played a lot of rugby together, so it's like actually quite a new relationship on the field yeah. and it's like we need to, to, to build that bond from a scrum perspective from an attack perspective from a defence like how we communicate with each other do you see what I'm saying and it's like it's the same again it's just about both of us being because we're both very very you know very good rugby players but also being very open and being like look bro I need you to do this on this scrum yeah. Carl I need you to do this I got you Ellis I need you to do this I got you doing what is best for the team, but also for us as opposed to Ellis and Kyle. That's my focus is like, how can, what can I do best for the team, Bristol and hopefully England? I would be in a position when I was younger, it'd be like, I wanna wanna carry, I wanna get do this. Why are they not talking about, do you know what I mean? And that just comes out of pride consciousness. It's all about me. I want to give back, but I, I see the greater picture now. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want to be successful at Bristol because me being successful at Bristol helps me with England, and then me being successful at Bristol and England helps with m- my profile off the field, yeah. which then helps with the recusants. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, all yeah. feeds each other. But I think for us, it's about being very transparent, being very honest and open, mm-hmm. leaving our egos at the door, and, like, doing what's best for Bristol. I know for him, on a personal level, he really wanted to come home you know and I, 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 can, I can sense like how, how proud he is to, to be back yeah. but now it's like we've got to get to work you know and, and, and that's the thing and one thing about Ellis is he's a grafter he's a grinder he's a hustler like me do you know what I mean so it's like we, 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 we are very similar but also we're very different as well do you see what I'm saying and that's how we, we have a good relationship but for us to I don't want people to just think first game in we're going to be unbelievable. It might yeah, happen, yeah, do you yeah. know, but it's good. It's going to be, it's going to take time. Ellis has always played with Coley. You know, yeah. I've always played with Marla. 
but we're both different very players and it's like now we're kind of touch wood both coming into a position where it, it, it could be potentially for club and country yeah. and us playing week in and week out is only going to benefit England do you yeah. see what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like we just have to get the relationship right you know how does he like to run his lines can I get him into the game because I like to get people into the game mm. with my hands but I also need to carry as well just building that rapport building that relationship and like we'll definitely get there do you feel just to sort of sign it off at your, your best spot you've been for a while, I would say, yeah, I would say from a physical point of view, like I, I sat down, like um, with the nutritionist, um, we call him Delvoy, he's James Mor- Moran, yes. um, and like he's a top top nutritionist, works with loads of like elite boxers and stuff, and um, we had a plan put in place, I would say. 2021, just after the autumn, yeah, um, when we played South Africa, because I played that game and I was like. I need to put on a bit of size here. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, like, I was dealing with Definitely my own right. things. Like, yeah. I'm a, it's a weird one. I had, like, kind of body dysmorphia as well. Like, I had some issues that I was healing at right. the time in terms of, like, eating. And mm-hmm. I, would, I would fast probably for too long and I wouldn't eat enough. And, like, I was too small in terms of skinny for a prop. Right. So, like, we put in, like, it's, it was called, like, the prison diet. Okay. And, like, people in prison get big yeah. because they eat the same thing on the same day every day. That's like the consistency of the food you eat. That's how you, you know, that, yeah. that's how you gain size and muscle. So since then, I would say every day, unless you're obviously you're in camp and stuff, but when I've been at home every day, the same meal. Physically, you know, I'm like probably the heaviest I've been, but the lowest body fat I have, mm-hmm. I've ever had. Do you see what I'm saying? So, so what it's are you like, at now on those? I'm like 120 kilos and like 10% okay. body fat, I think okay. we got to yesterday. Which is not Pretty bad, good. like yeah. 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 Bearing in mind, I remember when I, I rocked up at Quinn's. <laughs> yeah, I rocked up at Quinn's one year, and I was like forty percent body fat right, and like well. ten kilos heavier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, but it takes time. So physically, I'd say I'm in the best. I'm the best I've ever been. Spiritually, mentally, emotionally, I would say you mentioned in tune. Like I feel like I'm very in tune with mm. with how I am, how others feel, what guys need, what I need, and like me being aligned off the field and on the field. You know, one of the first, um, when I was working with Saviour World, the first thing he said to me was, why do you deserve to play well? Why do you, why do you deserve to play well? And it's like, why do you? Do you know what I mean? Like, what, because you just want to, because you just work hard. Everyone works hard. Everyone wants to play well. But you've got to have a reason. You've got to have a why. And obviously my why is to inspire the next generation. And it's like I'm truly, full, fully, like, in tune with that journey and what that looks like. And that intention is pure. So, like, I will always get, have energy to do that. Yeah. Whereas, as we've seen with some, some, some other athletes, where if the intention isn't pure by stuff that they're doing off the field, it gets found out by on the field. And you do certain things that, to the naked eye, look like you're doing a good thing, but your intention isn't pure, your off-the-field performances go. I think, for me, I'm just very grateful, like a lot of gratitude in terms of being able to, to touch wood in two weeks' time, run out and, and play, like going back to what I love and like... Yeah. Not that I ever did take it for granted, but you do really, appreciate it. you do really appreciate it. Like it felt weird for me. I remember there was one time, so England, what, England played the second test yeah. in um, Brisbane, Brisbane, and I would always do my bits on a Saturday before the games. So like I would watch New Zealand game, then I would have like Pilates in between, yeah. and I'd see the chiropractor. And like I had, they say. Um, that you store your trauma in your hips. Okay. Um, so, like, say if you have really, really tight hips, you've got, like, like suppressed trauma that you haven't dealt through with your childhood. And I remember I had, like, a big release in, in um, Pilates with my hips. 
and then I had a massive release um, in the chiropractor because obviously it does like a lot yeah, of clicks yeah, and yeah. stuff. And I was just driving home, like racing, obviously to try and get the second test. Yeah. Well, I swear to God, I just started breaking down crying right. in the car. Wow. But like, it wasn't, a, it wasn't like, it was so strange. It wasn't like a... Do you know why? What? Well, it's just, it's just a release. Yeah. Because my hips have been so tight and like for years and years and years, like imagine like the suppressed anger or whatever it is, I was just driving and like t- floods of tears were coming out of me. I was like, what is going on? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? It was just like a release, like a level up. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I've released that, that clog. And I was just like, man, like I'm going through a tough time here. Do you know what I mean? But I'll never forget, you know, driving down the M4. Like, <laughs> I was literally thinking I was driving down the M4, like floods of tears. And obviously it's like quite a busy like yeah. motorway. So definitely way. some people are like looking what like, is that? is that car? Single, like in crying, yeah. driving down the motorway, but it's like those moments are what makes you. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. and obviously I'm not very really like vocal with certain things like that, but there's been like quite a few times in this process where I've like really broke down. Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So it's like to be able to be here and um, to have a great conversation with you, yeah. you know, is is been really really like a blessing for me, and, and to not have any pain and feel like in terms of how I feel energetically like aligned. I'm on, I'm on it, I'm in tune, yeah. and it's like I'm ready to go. It is a blessing, and I'm just looking forward to, to, going, to going out there. Well, there you have it. What a pleasure it was to chat to Carl Sinclair. You'll be hard-pressed to find anyone as open and honest as him, so all power to what he's doing with recusance, and all the best to him and Bristol Bears for the season ahead. As we said at the top, we'd like to share more of these counter-rucks throughout the season, so do let us know what you think. Wherever you download your podcast from, Do like, subscribe and send us a review. Comment on social media, share it around, tell your friends about it because it all helps us push out there so we can bring you some better stuff throughout the year. We'll be back properly with a full-blown ruck from the Premiership launch later in the week, so stand by your feeds for that. But for now, this has been a counter-ruck special and we hope you all enjoyed it. This podcast was produced by Alfie Reynolds. (laughs) 